Folks, so we are, you are back with your Commodity Wealth Latest. So continuing with the, um, the portfolio stress test uh, that we're offering to callers uh, in the next 15 minutes now. And I think that's a great point looking at the overall allocation. And for instance, I, I had a, a meeting with a fellow yesterday uh, that had called in. And uh, looking, he's got four, actually he's probably got something like seven accounts, pretty complicated, over four different custodians, brokers, and, and so forth, and with different investment advisors or brokers. Um, so it's really kind of hard for him. He's a sophisticated guy. This guy went to Columbia Business School. Very, very bright guy. Um, but it's kind of hard for you know even professionals to put the whole thing together unless you spend the time in analysis. So what we did was go through every position. Um, this is He's got this mutual fund. It's a large-cap growth fund. He's got this ETF. It's a small-cap value fund, whatever, and uh, into one master spreadsheet, and then look at the global allocation, because that's really what's important. If the person should be aggressively invested and well-diversified, you look at the whole um, uh, extent of their portfolios, you really can't tell by looking at one account or an- over another, because one could be aggressive, one could be very conservative, you know, but they don't necessarily blend to be moderate unless you look at the big picture. So this guy, somewhat amazingly, you know, again, sophisticated guy using a lot of professional advisors. In fact, one another, you know, one guy up in uh, in, in New York City, another Columbia Business School guy, um, had sixty percent of his money in U.S. large cap stocks. That's a lot, sixty percent. Then he had another nine percent in U.S. mid cap funds, which is a kiss and cousin to large caps, and, and moves you know with a high degree of correlation there, and uh, and nine percent in small cap. Virtually nothing, 2% in non-U.S., um, and, uh, and more cash than, than he realized, 11% across the portfolio, which really is just, you know, um, very telling in terms of uh, the overall allocation. One of his accounts, uh, professionally managed, had 72% in U.S. large caps and virtually nothing else except for cash, 15% in cash. And you can't see that, and that's so important. You know, I said, Fred... You know, you have to look at, you know, the U.S. large cap market has moved so much, like we are talking about in the previous segment, the past six years, and has gotten to levels that may be overvalued. And if we start to see some volatility there, as we have, and that goes into a correction phase, not necessarily a bear phase, you really haven't got enough other types of investments to kind of soften the blow. Now, where Europe may continue to go up, maybe very rapidly for the next couple of years, you don't have much exposure there. So that's one of the things that we look at. Another is the overall Performance Again, drilling down, looking at the Morningstar ratings of individual stocks or mutual funds or, or what have you, what the expenses are, what the commissions are. He was kind of surprised to find that at least one of his accounts, um, the, the advisor appears to be working on a commission basis with some pretty big loads in there that he wasn't aware of. Um, but uh, beyond the individual uh, uh, merits of the, and costs of the individual components, looking at the overall performance of so where we can get performance data, and sometimes it's on statements or graphs and so forth. In this case, there was one over the past year from January 31st of, uh, um, uh, of 2014 uh, to, uh, to February 1st of, uh, of this year. He was flashing, lost a little bit of money. And this is, this is the, the, um, the, the New York guy, you know, that, that has some pretty sophisticated uh, educational credentials. And in a year when the market, you know, had done extremely well, 2014 was a real good year for U.S. large-cap stocks, which dominates his portfolio, his performance is relatively flat. So these are the kind of things that, you know, an outside view, which we're happy to give you, no cost, no obligation, but you've got to call in the next, I guess we have 10 minutes left now, uh, in order to, uh, to secure yours. We'll review your statements. 
um, and uh, give you this very, very focused evaluation to kind of point out some things that you'd want to know, um, the, the, even if you're doing it yourself or to counsel your existing advisor, maybe to ask some questions, some hard questions that uh, you didn't know to ask before, or to consider using another advisor. But this kind of information can be very, very critical to your wealth health. So again, if you'd like to take advantage of that, Call now. We have folks standing by to receive your call and get that uh, um, the package up for you. 800-262-1083. 800-262-1083. Or the easier to remember, but harder to dial, 800-CAMARDA. That's 800-C-A-M-A-R-D-A. All right, let's um, maybe seg more into, uh, um, into some of the, the, the client experience we've had over the past week. Anybody have a conversation or analysis or something? Son, you were talking over the break about our friends, uh, and we'll call them uh, Danielle and Roger, so we don't use their real name, but uh, Danielle and Roger, very substantial family here in Jacksonville on a piece of uh, a big national business you'd all know if I mentioned it. And tell me about what was, that was kind of funny, what Danielle and Roger were saying yesterday. Uh, yeah, it was pretty funny. Um, but they see you kind of as their marriage counselor and even suggested they bring it on air maybe to get some outside <laughs> thought. uh, thoughts. But um, and then Actually, they said I was your overpaid marriage counselor. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, I mean, that happens all too often where there's no financial discussions and decisions made outside of the once a year trip or twice a year trip to your financial advisor and you really recognize at that point how off two people can be who are working towards the the common goal um, so they made a lot of good decisions on their their insurance and a couple of other uh, planning areas going back to the the tax conversation earlier and and asset protection and planning asset protection. the trust and then the um, their estate planning but actually that's a great point because very often that that's a real you know, I'm constantly amazed because I you know we are very, I think, very well schooled in financial and wealth creation and preservation matters. Have a lot of, you know, a lot of credentials, um, and we're constantly studying this stuff. So the the, the depth of knowledge is very great, and that it, and, and it's important because we know, you know, the difference between really good planning and maybe mediocre or no planning. But the folks really don't appreciate that. You know, one of the things that that, that they, they appreciate the results, but they don't really care about the nuance and the sophistication. But, you know, to your point before uh, you chime in, or Bellow, I should say, Rob, um, is that, you know, very often you know, one of the greatest services we provide is having a forum to ask questions about what's important to you uh, financially, what we should be planning for, and then kind of mediating, you know, or mitigating between the spouses because they don't really talk about it, at least not in a focused fashion. You know, okay, let's say you have, you know, you want your money to go to your daughter, um, but, and, and, and usually, you know, the knee-jerk response is, yeah, give it to her, you know, after 30, she can have all the money. And we probably, well, are you concerned a little bit, what if she's in, a, in an accident, you know, and then it would be exposed to a lawsuit risk? Or what if she's divorced and, and after she's put her husband's name on it? And by the way, you know, so you introduce these, you know, the ask them questions about what they want, and, and you often get a much, much more effective and well-considered plan than just check the box they could have the money after 25. What were you going to say, Moose? What? Well, our experience has been many times when you sit with a husband and wife, they really have very different approaches uh, to investing and, and, and the amount of risk they're willing to take. It's particularly acute with husband and wife that have maybe a significant number of years difference between them. And this was an anomaly. You know Danielle and Roger. Though. But I wasn't even thinking about it. I mean, I just But, but, but and, and the anomaly is that she is more aggressive and he's conservative. Right. You know? Yeah. She's actually more moderate, but the way he sees it is she's over-the-top aggressive. Yeah. 
but but you know you could certainly understand uh, if you got let's say ten years or more difference between husband and wife, uh, especially if there's still income coming in for the younger person, you know, you, you really got to do the the right job of how to balance the investments to throw off income over different periods of time because they're willing to take different levels of risk, and they just view risk differently. Yeah, so I think that's a very useful thing as we bring them together and ask the questions to come to common ground so they can plan in areas that, you know, they, they really hadn't considered before and the planning doesn't exist and, and they both think, you know, they have completely different outcomes as to what they think is going to happen. Hey, at this point I'd like to also, you know, mention that we have a number of uh, portfolio enhancements and a lot of folks these days are looking for ways to be able to um, um, the, to move between markets. Like a good example, if the U.S. market is very high now and Europe is cheap, does it make sense to take profits there and move into something that, that's, um, that's maybe uh, undervalued or looks a lot more attractive at a chart and uh, um, is expected to do well? So uh, um, after the break, we'll quickly get into uh, some of these tactical timing uh, portfolios uh, run by our local in-house maestro, Jonathan Hotstocks Camarda. One of the reasons he get, has that name. Uh, and they are uh, STAR, uh, which is for Specialized Tactical Allocation Rotation, uh, Sector uh, Momentum, and Chartist, which is a technical time portfolio. See you right after the break. Stay with your Camarda Wealth Leaders right here on Camarda Wealth Education Radio. Be back in one second, folks. Stay with us. Camarda Wealth offers complimentary, that's free, folks, portfolio reviews to listeners. Get us your statements, and we will thoroughly examine your portfolio, give you opinions on the risk and quality of each position you own, as well as how wisely we believe the whole thing holds together and how efficiently it addresses your needs and goals. At the same time, we'll also opine on how protected your assets are from financial predators, your estate plan, tax savings opportunities, and otherwise we think you can cut risk, avoid probate, save money, and just plain get richer faster. Did I mention this service was free? Just call us at 888-CAMARDA. That's C-A-M-A-R-D-A, 888-CAMARDA, to set up your free portfolio review. Call now while it's on your mind, folks. Folks, you are back with your Camarda Wealth Leaders. And before we get into our favorite segment of the week, that introduced by cousin Vito Camarda and whoever else he's got on that trailer out behind the, uh, the station, I promise to tell you about some of our technical timing portfolios that uh, folks, really a lot of folks are interested in, obviously in that perennial quest uh, to buy very low, sell very high, and then jump onto the next wave before it appreciates. Uh, so the first one is Sector Momentum, which is, uh, which Jonathan, you've been running that for a while. Uh, the portfolio is designed to produce aggressive growth by looking at various sectors using ETFs that look like you're experiencing the, the strongest positive trends. Now, the sectors can range from commodities to currencies, uh, foreign markets, even U.S. industrial sectors like finance, uh, technology, materials, natural resources, uh, and so forth. Uh, we analyze the trends. Primarily, Jonathan analyzes the trends and presents them to our portfolio management board. Uh, using global macroeconomic uh, analysis um, and, primary tech- and primarily technical analysis. And then the portfolio holdings rotate based on our findings of change in strength across the various sectors. Um, it should be noted that this and our other timey portfolios will use sometimes frequent trading uh, and potential exposure to short-term capital gains treatment. And so high-bracket taxpayers might want to consider with a tax advisor using uh, tax-controlled accounts like IRAs and so forth, um, if you like the strategy. Now, Chartist 
uh, which uh, we've also been running uh, for quite some time. We use a little bit different approach. Chartists, um, uh, we look for aggressive growth using momentum trading uh, with a number of individual stocks. I think we can go as high as approximately 40 to zero, all cash, depending on market conditions. Um, but we looked at profile stocks that are enjoying relative strong uptrends. Uh, that seeks to, 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 to find exceptionally performing stocks, regardless of overall market trends. Even in a bear market, some stocks typically are going up, and that's where we want to be if the trend looks good. But again, we can go to 100% cash if the skies are dark all around. Multi-cap strategy uh, buys and sells equities based on specific uh, technical indicators. And again, that can be some very short-term and frequent trading. So uh, for many folks, they want to consider using IRA. So let's get back to the brightest portfolio. It's certainly my favorite of the technical timing ones called STAR, STAR Bright for Specialized Tactical Asset uh, um, uh, Rotation. And uh, STAR um, targets aggressive growth by using a number of Camarda's proprietary portfolios. Uh, Columbia, which targets, uh, is, is comprised primarily of small caps, uh, mid-cap stocks. Viking, which is uh, larger cap stocks. Strong Stock, which is income uh, uh, entities like utilities, master limited partnerships. Uh, we also can get exposure to uh, non-U.S. markets using our offshore portfolio, um, the conservative traditional income, uh, where things are looking uh, um, the kind of uh, um, the, uh, unattractive for the near term, and even go to cash if market conditions uh, are sufficiently uh, ferocious, um, which obviously is intended as a defensive shelter uh, during bad market conditions. So store will maintain a weighted blend of these sectors, adjusted based on market expectations. So we could be 60% large cap, which we're not right now. What's your current allocation to start, Jonathan? Since uh, Right. It's about 65% small and mid cap. And then uh, essentially it's been 20% in large cap dividend payers. And then pretty much uh, you know the rest has been in cash. So, so I think it's fair to say that you anticipated uh, um, the, the market leadership shift from large caps to small caps. Second week of October. That was, uh, yeah, and that was actually quite prescient, and, um, the, and folks that are in a star-type strategy uh, were very uh, happy that uh, you did that because there was significant outperformance of small cap. As we mentioned in the first uh, segment, I think, so far this year, as of uh, um, the, today's paper, um, the U.S. large cap markets are flat, and I think small caps are up uh, um, 3%. That's coming off a pretty significant down move even uh, in the past couple of weeks. Um, so uh, the... the Tell me about what your motivation to, because you're really the architect of these three portfolios. Tell me about what your motivation to build the star portfolio was. Right. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. So what I saw is, again, is as clients in different individual equity strategies that would essentially be holding these strategies, and even though they were comprised of solid stocks, might not be enjoying sector strength. So by massaging and basically being able to change lanes on the highway that is the market, Going from a mid to left lane, smaller caps from large caps during a strong dollar environment might be more conducive for their growth, and certainly they get more value of what they really hire an advisor for, and that's pretty much it in a nutshell. Good. So as we approach the end of the segment here, folks, if that kind of approach appeals to you, take advantage of a free portfolio stress test. Hopefully you called in earlier. Uh, that number is 800-262-1083, and we can take a look at how your portfolio conforms to that sort of a trading uh, experience if you're getting it. If you're not, maybe what the opportunities might be. Stay with us. We'll be back with the final segment in just about 60 seconds. You're listening to the Camarda Wealth Leaders on WER Wealth Education Radio. The show is previously recorded. 
For private or on-air questions, to request free white papers or other educational materials, or to schedule a complimentary no-obligation consultation about today's or any other wealth matters, call us at 888-CAMARDA. Write it down now, 888-CAMARDA. That's C-A-M-A-R-D-A, Charlie Alpha, Mike Alpha, Romeo Delta Alpha, 888-CAMARDA. Call it now and keep it handy for wealth emergencies. All right, folks, you're back with your Camarda Wealth Leaders here on Wealth Education Radio. And it's time for our most entertaining segment of the week. We get a lot of positive feedback on this. And typically, this segment is led and introduced by cousin Vito Camarda. But we understand Vito is somehow indisposed. Let's hope he hasn't been bumped off. And instead, we have the irrepressible... Dickie V here in the booth. How you doing, Dickie? I'm doing great, Jeff. How are you doing, baby? <laughs> I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Listen, I got a question to ask you, uh, Dickie, because I know that you're so up on these things. What is your view of the current dollar-euro trend? Whither go these currencies, Dick? Well, I'm just up on life. This time of year, it's the best, baby. We got March Madness. Well, speaking of up and the best, you have the dollar, which seemed like it was asleep for a decade. Hello? Dollars back, going up right now. Euro's going down. You have QE in Europe, baby, and potential tightening here sets up for definitely a divergent track between those two currencies. And what you're really going to look at is also bond yields in Europe going down with the euro, commodities going down. The dollar's just the steam train going forward, baby. What do you have for me, Rob? Well, well, wait a since you explained that at least as clearly as you must explain basketball, your overall prognosis is dollars going up, euros going down. Is that right? Jeff, I'm telling you what right now. The dollar just broke a 30-year resistance line. We've had a downward. You asked for this, baby. It's been going down, down, down since 84, and we just broke that trend, which means we're going up some more. What do you got, Johnny, right? we don't usually get this sound for uh, for you there, uh, Johnny, but I tell you, I think you went a little bit too far into moose land. Uh, anyway, dollars going up. Next, Rob, what's up? Speaking of the moose, I hear you've been harping on the small cap from large cap rotation since last fall. So what you see in there? Well, I just kicked Dickie off for a second since he's giving him a hard time. They don't need that stress. He'll be here next week, everybody, the whole month of March. Anyway, the strong dollar right now as we kind of take Dickie's baton, if you will. Small caps obviously outperforming large caps. The rationale simply is that small cap businesses are more geared to stronger domestic economy, which a stronger dollar provides. Of course, it throws off the import-export ratio, which actually helps smaller caps because they're not uh, infringed upon by this type of relationship that is declining if you look at the GDP formula. Now, if you go to the Russell 2000 small cap, it is holding up better under the current pullback if you look at your charts than large caps. And this is no surprise at this point. We see continued domination by small caps, at least in the short term. The lovely Sonia, what do you have for us? What? She's not compliments around here. She's so she's so down on herself, having the ego. Wow, that wasn't a moose sound, Rob. Being six years into this bull market, as we kind of talked about a little bit earlier, folks are starting to get a little bit worried about a coming correction. So, what are your thoughts on that? Well, you know what? You know, my buddy, just for you, Sonia, Chris has stepped in here. Chris Rock, everybody, give him a hand. He's in the house just Woo! for the Let me tell you, let me tell you something, right? The market right now is just, it's under pressure. I see further downside in the short term, but I definitely think this is going to be a buying opportunity. There's no doubt about it, but you might have to be a little patient. Of course, I'm never patient. All right, Chris. Thanks very much for stopping in. Thanks for. I got another question for uh, who? I don't know who we have next in the uh, in the unending chain of speakers. 
But uh, tell me what uh, mystery guests. What are you seeing with gold's downturn? Are we looking at a bounce from here, or is this climate more pain for mellow yellow, which has been mellow indeed, in fact, marshmallowy? What's up with gold, mystery speaker? Well, I brought in Herman Cain for you because I know you're such a huge fan, Jeff. Herman, how you doing? I'm doing fine, 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 Otto. And speaking of fine, gold is doing unfine, fine, fine right now. If you are up people watching those late-night commercials about gold and about buying on the pullback, do not listen to this propaganda. Because right now in a rising dollar environment, given that gold is denominated in dollars, this is an opportunity to sell, 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 baby. All right, Herman, all thank I, you. So I guess you're keeping your gold teeth, though, right? It hasn't, it hasn't come to that? Uh, no, we, got, we, we, we want to talk a little bit more about the global picture, if I may. Uh, if I can just put off some of the questions here. The global rebound right now has been on hold. If I could take some control here, I would appreciate it. The, uh, the FTSE, the all-world index right now, backing off stiff resistance that it hit in July. Tony, we're going to have to save that for next week because we are out of time. Your Commodore Wealth ladies, folks have always enjoyed the privilege and the honor of serving you. Call us if uh, you a desire to be on the show or individual counsel, you can reach us at 800-262-1083 or email me personally, j at camarda.com. That's all, folks. See you next week. Bye-bye. No You've invested yet another hour in Camarda Wealth's Education Radio, your one source for sublime insight on all things financial. As Ben Franklin said, pour the coins from your purse into your mind and your mind will fill your purse with gold. Remember the Camarda Wealth Leader's warm offer of a complimentary review of your investments portfolio. That's a free analysis from the financial team with almost more letters than in the entire alphabet, an offer that makes old Ben smile even now. To get yours before we change our minds, call 888-CAMARDA. That's 888-C-A-M-A-R-D-A. Call now before we run out. That's it for this week, folks. Go forth and profit! Jonathan Camarda is a certified private wealth advisor, certified financial planner, chartered market technician, chartered financial consultant, certified fund specialist, chartered life underwriter, and is board certified in mutual funds. Rob Shevlin holds an MBA from the Warrington Business School of the University of Florida. And Jeff Camarda is a certified financial planner, chartered financial consultant, chartered financial analyst, certified fund specialist, chartered life underwriter, and board certified mutual funds. He's also an enrolled agent admitted to represent clients with unlimited IRS practice rights, holds a Master's of Science in Financial Services, and is a PhD student in the American College's Financial and Retirement Planning Doctoral Program. Besides being Camarda's chairman and chief investment officer, Jeff is also a working research academic in Wealth Matters. The Camarda team is one of the most heavily credentialed financial advisors in the nation, including Dr. Tang Wei, our chief financial analyst, also a university professor and working wealth research academic. Camarda Wealth Advisor Group offers private wealth management, including no commission portfolio management through Camarda Financial Advisors and other financial services as described in our boring end-of-show disclosure. Camarda Financial Advisors LLC is a Security Exchange Commission registered investment advisor, which is compensated only by portfolio management fees. You may receive a tour ADV on request, which contains important background, conflicts of interest, fee, and investment philosophy information. Client accounts managed in a third party custodian on a discretionary basis. Camarda Consultants LLC is an affiliate providing other services, including the sale of insurance products compensated using traditional commission methods. Jack Camarda is a Florida real estate broker, and Camarda Premier Properties has commission and fee based transactional and property management business, which may present a conflict of interest. None of these are a law or accounting firm, and listeners should confer with their own legal and accounting advisors before deciding on a specific course of action. Third party advisor rankings rely on advisor supplied survey information and are not derived from independent 
research. The opinions expressed in the preceding program are strictly those of the host, guests, and callers, and may not be those of advertisers or broadcaster. When discussed, performance results are presented net of fees and reflect the reinvestment of dividends and capital gains. Not all performance periods may be discussed, and listeners should request complete performance information before forming opinions. Past performance but not be indicative of future results. Therefore, no current or prospective client should assume that future performance of any specific investment or strategy will be profitable or equal to past performance levels. All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss. Changes in investment strategies, contributions, withdrawals, and or economic conditions may materially alter the performance of your portfolio. Different types of investment involve varying degrees of risk. There can be no assurance any specific investment strategy will be suitable or profitable for any client's investment portfolio. Securities discussed on this program may be owned or traded by firm agents and principals, in firm portfolios, in firm client accounts, and listeners should presume that hosts have conflicts of interest with regard to discussed securities. Historical results for investment indexes or categories generally do not reflect the deduction of transaction fees or custodial charges or an investment manager's fees, the presence of which would reduce the client's actual performance results. There are no assurances that a portfolio will match or outperform a particular benchmark. Asset allocation and diversification do not assure or guarantee better performance and cannot eliminate the risk of investment losses. Back testing involves a hypothetical reconstruction based on past market data, of which the performance of a particular account would have been if the advisor had been managing an account using a particular investment strategy. Back tested performance results do not reflect actual trading using client assets, but were achieved through the retroactive application of a model that was designed with the benefit of hindsight. Back tested performance results have inherent limitations, particularly that these results do not represent actual trading and do not reflect the impact of material, market, or economic conditions or factors that may influence the advisor's decision making if the advisor were actually managing the client's money. Back tested returns should not be viewed as indicative of the advisor's skill, as they do not reflect the results achieved by any particular client or the advisor. For information on additional date ranges for portfolios discussed on the program, please contact the host. Portfolio performance benchmarks are generally industry standard indexes, but vary depending on the portfolio discussed. For more information, contact the host.